Hi. Hi. How are you? <clears throat> I'm okay. How are you? I'm pretty good, thanks. Pretty good. Just um, deep-throated a carrot with caramelised onion hummus and just top-notch, top-notch snack with a wee options hot chocolate tied me over for the next hour before I can have dinner. Sometimes, sometimes life is good to you. That does sound like a good time. Mm -hmm. It is a real good time. Um, got anything wild to share? Anything, anything wildly intriguing? Um, I guess I feel like we've actually discussed this for the last couple of <laughs> um lives that we've done. But we were talking before we came on. Oh well, we were talking over voice note about like credibility via association and how like. Mm -hmm that is and that like we don't necessarily well I I certainly don't um recommend a lot of the things that the people I associate with recommend and as a almost sometimes subconsciously as a byproduct of like oh Emma's friends with them or so-and-so's friends with them like then they must also rate Noco like <laughs> No, it's absolutely ridiculous that they obviously have a huge marketing budget. Are they have they changed or are they still just BCAAs in a can? I think they're still just BCAAs in a can, like, which is yes, wild. What is going? Oh my god, it is. Why, and also, why are we all promoting that and then not saying anything? Like, and this is kind of the point we were making is that some of it's just like gone unsaid, as if there's not this huge elephant in the room of like. There is no fucking need for anybody to be taking BCAAs. Yet some of the most respected people in the industry are quite happily sponsored by them. Like it doesn't, it doesn't really make any sense. But yet no one really says anything about it. I know. I think like stuff like that is like a morals or a values or a thing. Like I think you can have different opinions from people, right? Of like, you know, I'm trying, I can't think of an example right now. Like I can't right. I could have difference of opinion with someone and like talk it out and then be like, okay, agree to disagree, that's fine. But that's very different from like like you know, we were talking about how like I follow someone who I think is a raging sexist and is really bad in terms of the culture that he creates. And I still follow him. And I definitely think when I first started in like nutrition and fitness and in my business and maybe competing probably too, like if someone was followed by someone. I would think, hmm, okay, they're followed by ESG Fitness. They're probably legit. And I probably still do it to some degree now. If I see someone and I go and I, I'm like, oh, the, like I look at their content and, and I'm a bit intrigued and then I see who's, who follows them. And there's certain people where I'm like, oh, they follow them. So they're probably legit, which is, but that's a, that's a very minute few people where like that would be like really credible, like evidence based people and like you. And then that probably be the extent of it in terms of it's not a wide range, but I, oh, I do think you have to be careful of it. Oh shit! Someone says they can't hear anything. If anyone else could tell us if they can hear, and it's just like a a them problem. Not that we wanted to be a you problem. Oh, but... okay. Sorry, sorry. It is a you problem. Someone else can hear fine. Okay. Is your computer is your computer on mute? You mute. That sometimes happens. I do that sometimes on Zoom. And I'm like, my mic, everything's on on Zoom. Everything's fine. And I'm like, oh, my volume is down. That would be what it is. Yeah, I've done that before. We've that, all done that. 
Tesna. But yeah, it is interesting. And I'll definitely see if someone's liked a post. I'm like, oh, must be good. When actually I'll just scroll through stuff and like post sometimes because someone looks like they're happy. Yeah. And you read the caption and it's like, the reason I'm smiling is I started taking BCAA. <laughs> and you're like, oh shit, shouldn't have liked that. But it is, and when you point it out, and this is kind of what we were saying, like when you point it out, it is kind of obvious. Like, should you give credit to someone just because someone else has liked their post? No, that means absolutely nothing. And you don't know why they liked it or if they even meant to or if it was accidental or whatever. But then, and the same is true with like, you know, like I wouldn't, there's definitely my genuine friends who I don't agree with some of the supplements that they push. But and now if I if I ask someone like, well, do you have to agree with every single thing that your friend does? You'd be like, no, that's stupid. But yet almost subconsciously, we we kind of do think that. Mm-hmm. It's just to like catch yourself out on it. And then like the obvious prime example as well is like podcasts that promote certain things. Like I listened to a podcast this morning, which like the content in it was actually really good. But the podcast literally started with a massive supplement ad. And then during the podcast, they were talking about how supplements aren't regulated and you could literally put anything in a supplement and that up to 30% of supplements actually didn't have any of the active ingredient in them, let alone at the right dosages that they've said that they're at. And like, that makes me think as well, like all of these like much more expensive supplements that are like, oh, it's more expensive because we've got a higher dose. Literally no one is checking that no one they don't have to you know like there's no one batch testing this shit like you can literally put anything in there or say anything's in there and it not even be in there especially when you're like oh there's these these like active ingredients and then there's our own blend of secret formula that we can't tell you nothing (laughs) but that's why we can price it more like it is all like when you put it all out it's like yeah anyway agree fully I don't have anything to add but it is that's all that I had to rant about I think okay I don't have to stay off the podcast yeah 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 I don't have anything I don't have any any rants no rants oh my god oh my gosh clearly I've been clearly I've been MIA and I got dig yourself a bigger hole about the giving up alcohol and that was fantastic I was just chatting to Anna about that. It is so good. It's one of my most engaged posts I've ever done. <laughs> what? Like, tell people in case they missed it. So I did a post. I feel like I should actually say what it was because, like, it, it, I feel like that is important for the context. Context. The quote said, the thing that I said was, people that drank, that drank two beers a month in 2023 giving up alcohol and asking the internet for validation for being sober and turning their lives around is my newest ick. And to say people were raging about it would be an understatement. Like, one, it, it what it highlights, it kind of ties into what we were saying earlier, is like, I can have an opinion. My People have icks of like, oh, when he like, I don't know, when he trips getting into the car, that's my ick. Like, if Ecks are ridiculous and it's wild that like you can have an ick and people are like I'm unfollowing you I can't believe you're shaming people for getting healthier I lost 100 followers it was really wild 2,000 likes 91 comments saves 56 saves um, decent reach sorry but why are people saving that 
I know, I don't know. Like, what are you going to do? Look at it later. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Use my, steal my humour as well as my content, maybe. Who knows? Um, But yeah, like, like about 100 followers went down because I went from a point whatever to a point whatever. Um, it, was, honest, it was funny. Did it impact you mentally? Did it impact me mentally? Not, not like, I mean, like, when you see your followers go down, does that still impact you? Oh, no. No, I... No, I don't know if it happened before I turned off and ate my crumpets with cheese and beans on toast or after, but I was just laughing at it. And I was like, this is wild. Social media is so wild. And then I thought of like a conversation years ago that I had with James Smith where he was like, it's kind of like a game. And he was like, it's just like numbers and, you know, like, and I, was, I actually thought about that and I was just like, it really is. It's, it is funny. And I think, and you know I think it's so important to have opinions on social media. Nobody wants anyone that's like bland and boring. So I, would I would I have not, should I have not said that? Absolutely not. It's also my humour and I just think the hundred people who unfollowed me because they don't like that, I'm sorry, but you shouldn't be following me anyway because that's... that's it was going to happen at some point. <laughs> correct, correct. It, yeah. was, it, it is interesting, but I do think like, yeah, I do think you I would never I just think people don't put their opinions out there enough as it is and I just think it's wild that we live in a society where you can we could we have differences of opinions I love and respect you so much and but we just we would disagree on opinions and it's wild that like you can scroll on social media and disagree with someone's opinion and be like I can't believe that that you think this I'm unfollowing you you're shaming anyone that wants to improve their health and you're like Mm, that's exactly what I do that's what I'm known for shaming people for improving their health like it was so ludicrous that it just it made me laugh it made me laugh a lot yeah it is interesting and and how people put like words in your mouth mm-hmm. like I can't like I had something that I can't believe you'd say that uh walking on a treadmill is completely pointless I'm like <laughs> and I didn't like I didn't, you know what else you want me to say about that like yeah <laughs> I think it's a good reminder because I I could definitely look at like see men with podcasts and look at what they're talking about say they're talking about like the contraceptive pill and I could look at that and be like immediately just like I can't believe he's talking about the contraceptive pill this is so stupid Emma da, 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 da. or I could look at that and be like oh I'm already triggered by that let's look at it again if I didn't know this person what would they be saying do I agree with it does that make me dislike them as a person like it's a good reminder to be like you can you have to be able to just take your mm. take the lens off that you can see everything through um well, I think like James is probably quite a good example of that right like you remember before the IFS in London like you guys didn't get on not that you didn't get on but like you actively would have said like I don't like him I don't like what he stands for now as a person different mm-hmm. on social media no like and you, you sometimes yeah. people are it like and like James plays the game right if you go and follow him on Twitter you'll be like who the fuck is this person like it's completely different than the than like what he shows on Instagram now same with that post that you did like that might have actually done really well on a platform like Twitter actually it probably went off because I think they're more like you know if you did something anti-vax oh great it goes like James is anti-vax on Twitter why because it does well like, do I agree with that? No, and I wouldn't do it myself. But, like, it's it like people play the game, and and I think we have to remember that as well. That that's what they're doing. 
Yeah. And remember that when you're doing your own social media stuff of like, it's not that big a deal. Like it's not, doesn't have to be this big, heavy thing, like lighten up a little bit. We get so bogged down in it of like, this is my entire career. And of course it is, but like, well, it's not your entire career, but of course it's a, a part of it, but like lighten up a bit. And it is just a game. Mm-hmm. Well, m- mostly. Well, marketing, like marketing is a game. You test one thing. Oh, look, that's not working. Okay. Try something else. And like, we all need to get better at doing that and not, you know, like test stuff out before you build it you know like see if people are even interested in it like I've been telling the coaches so much to do this like before you go and write this incredible program that you think is going to be great and launch this whole thing and like have this you know you've done six weeks of work and a video every week and stuff nobody wants it you literally could have said if I created this thing that's going to solve this problem would anyone want it and then they're like no don't make it make something (laughs) else you know come up with a new idea push that for a bit, see what the engagement's like on it. I do it with every single thing I talk about. Like there was nothing, when I was talking about 30 HD, which I just did something behind, there was nothing behind it when I was like, yeah, I think I'm gonna do this thing, you look weigh yourself for 30 days, but like, there, was, there was nothing there. And then when I noticed that there was traction behind it, I was like, oh, maybe I should build something because people actually want this thing. If no one responded to it, I would have just sacked it off, never heard me speak about it again. Why do you think I don't think about, I don't talk about Commit 42 anymore? <laughs> Yeah, because sacked off didn't work. (laughs) Move on to the next thing. Exactly that. Exactly. Okay, let's get on with the questions. Okay. Lucy's question. Hey guys, I have a client who is working on fat loss. Oh, by the way, I would like to make a disclaimer that this is not grease in my hair for people that can see me. I put a hair treatment in. It is. And I know that it looks like I've just been to the swimming pool and it kind of makes me look a bit bald, but I just have a hair treatment in. Okay, fine. I just, you know, not that we apologize for our appearance, but I did catch and myself. By the way, guys, time. this isn't grease. I also have some kind of conditioner <laughs> in my hair. It's not like you thanks. I actually washed it quite recently. Oh, well done, you. I mean, I did too, and then I just left this in it. Okay, sorry, I digressed. Um, I have a client who's working on fat loss. She goes away with work once a month to a different place in the world and struggles with not overeating and going into fuck it mode on every trip then finds resetting after hard. She says she wants to try the foods in the place and not miss out. How would you help support this person in this situation? What, she goes like YOLO when she travels? Yeah, she goes YOLO or, yeah, she she hits the, the screw it button once a month when she travels. And she just wants to try all these different things. I mean, I think it's definitely good to try different things when you're away. I think trying to get her in the mindset of like, you know, that first cookie is going to bring you the most joy and you probably don't need to have three or you can try something and then be like, oh, that was really interesting to try that food, but it was gross. So I don't need to finish it or it wasn't as good as what I expected or that was great, but I don't need to eat the massive portion size that they give you in America. It's all about just figuring out. And that does take a bit of willpower and restriction. Well, not restriction. Well, yeah, a little bit of restriction, like not over restriction, but being like, I'm going to get the most joy out of this part. I think when you explain it as the kind of cookie analogy of like that fourth cookie isn't as nice as the first one. And people are like, shit, you're right. Like, it's actually not like I am getting the vast majority of the joy from the first one. And then I am also benefiting that I'm not, I've not gone off track of my diets. I can have both. Like that is literally when we say you can have the best of both worlds, that's what it is. It's having one slice of cake, not three. That's the best of both worlds. 
but it does take a little bit of training and it does take a bit of like you know seeing that as a big win and not having this all or nothing mentality of I'm either exactly on this diet or I'm completely off it and then what you might do as well is go into that like week or couple of days while she's away and be like right this is a cruise few days so we don't if fat loss is your goal like we're not aiming to be in a deficit here we're aiming to be about maintenance so you're not going to go backwards and that's the whole point we're either always like staying where we are or we're going forward in terms of fat loss but you're going to have a few days where you're closer to maintenance or maybe you average it over the week this week while you're traveling we want to aim for maintenance so you know monday tuesday while you're still in the uk you're going to stick to normal things but then you're away for a few days and then when you come back it's back to normal but that week is like a cruise week it's a maintenance week and then we'll put you back into a deficit and I'd approach it with that as well. So they've got a bit more flexibility to play with. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think my approach would probably be like, it sounds to me like it's like a scarcity thing of like, I don't get to have these foods again. And on top of that, like an anticipatory restriction thing of when I get back, I have to restrict again. So I'm going to get it all out of my system. Usually that's one key reason why people hit the, the screw it bucket, whatever. Um, Like, when like this happens and then it's like the Christmas thing of like well I might not get my mum's Christmas cake again so I need to eat it all now and it's like I'm in I don't know where they are I don't know I'm in Austin and I might not get these tacos again so I need to eat them all and then that analogy of like yeah but the third like okay maybe not the third but like the sixth taco is not as good as the third the third is usually just as good um and and so I would work on the idea of scarcity whether it's that like ask her the type of stuff that she's having because if it's like oh it's all the cakes and all the sweet stuff it's like well realistically is that because for the other 30 days of the month you have no cakes and no sweet stuff okay well then you need to work on that because ultimately if you've got like to a place where you don't have food rules and you don't have the scarcity around things regardless of whether you're restricting like your calories or not a cake here removes having a cake here removes the novelty of having a a I don't know a specific type of French cake like I'm never going to get a pan of raisin that tastes as good as the ones at my dad's house in the south of France but I could eat the Tesco ones here and still get some joy out of them and then but like the novelty of the French one will be there but I won't be desperate to eat them all because I, I could probably have them again so I would work on like the scarcity side of it the other thing I'd work on is mindful eating if you don't do this already and because it's the one of the true quote-unquote tests for us when we're working with people with the relationship with food and mindfulness is like all-inclusive holidays or like buffets or things like that where they're just surrounded by this abundance of food and it becomes an opportunity for them to try new flavors to try new tastes to have new experiences with food and it's an exciting time to create like this beautiful atmosphere and enjoy the food as opposed to like this is my three hour window where I can eat whatever I want because I'm never going to get the opportunity to do this again. You don't really taste the foods. You don't really enjoy the foods. So working on like mindful eating practices now through the month and then like reframing it to her of like, this is such a good opportunity for you to use these new skills. Like I can't wait to find out like the new flavors that you have and then like the new foods that you can try and like encourage it rather than being like, okay, when you go away this time, you're going to just like not have anything. Like it's, celebrate it almost and it removes some of the shame and like the that all or nothing mentality yeah I think when you find like it has to be seen as a like you say a celebration like a win right like this month you're going on this trip and this trip how freaking cool right we still want to lose fat this is how we're going to do it when you're at home and you're working your boring nine to five in the office 
you're just going to eat like this, 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 you're going to hit your targets. Then when you're away, we're going to include a few more other foods, but we're going to come up to about maintenance ish. Now you're not going to track while you're away anyway, nor is it probably possible at half the places, but you're going to kind of like frame it as like around maintenance. Um, And then I guess the other thing when it comes to food scarcity now is that like most places like you're, you're like, oh, you know, they probably, if you're having a really nice croissant, like it won't be as nice as in France. But realistically, I bet you could find somewhere in London, like a French restaurant that does freaking amazing croissants. Like it's not, it's not as scarce as it probably used to be. You can probably find somewhere really good in any big city. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess the, the, the final thing I'll say is that most of the time, it, you know, it's not about the food. It's about everything else. Like you're sitting in an amazing Parisian restaurant with your favorite friends and like you have it, you know, you've never tried this food before and you're all trying a snail. That's certainly not going to put you over your calories, by the way, like, or, you know, whatever you're doing, but it's the experience, it's the humor, it's the conversation, it's the actually not over worrying about food so you can actually be present but remembering it's all of that as opposed to specifically the food and how much of that food you're eating I agree Lucy second question I have a client who regularly overeats on processed foods and we have tried the surf the urge strategy she seems very resistant to trying with her saying it's not an urge but a pattern or habit and that nothing would distract her. Any tips on helping her try it? Or any other suggestions? This is just like a little... Now, it's, just to like caveat this, because there's new people on the IQ, we're never actually directly coaching your clients. We don't have anywhere near enough information or context to do this. We're kind of just like, based on what you've said, here's, like, here's us kind of like red teaming it, playing it this way, that way. What I would say, if I give like a suggestion to someone and they are that like outright, like, no, it will never work. I'm, sometimes I am just a bit like, okay, we'll stay where you are. Like if, if you're not looking for any solution, like, okay, if you've given them a few things, like, why don't we try surf the edge? And no, I'm not keen for that. Why don't we try like changing your habits so that, you know, you're not in that same environment after dinner when you tend to overeat. No, it was definitely not that. Why don't we try eating more in the day so you're not as hungry after dinner? No, it's definitely, no, not doing it. Okay then do you want to change? Because it's like, you know, there has to be input from someone else. You can't force someone to change. And if everything you're giving them, it's like not trying it, not trying it, not trying it, then stay where you are. But you're not coachable. I agree. <laughs> um, excuse me. Um, I think so there's two things, right? It could just be a pattern or habit, in which case it's a like it's probably like a behavioral solution that you want to put in place. Like, okay, we like swap out the I'm assuming you mean ultra processed foods as opposed to processed foods, because processed foods can be like so many different things, right? Um and it tends to be ultra processed foods that are much easier to overeat on. Um so if, if she's saying like it's a habit, then it's like behavioral thing of like, okay, well, when is it that you tend to overeat on these ultra-processed foods? Oh, it tends to be at night. Okay, if it's purely out of habit, then let's for a week not have it in-house for a week just to show and give yourself the evidence behaviorally that you don't need to have that food in the house and you don't have to overeat it. And then it's like, okay, let's bring it back in and then you're more mindful of making your choice of like, 
okay, you're going to wait 10 minutes. And if you still want it when it's in the house and you, you give yourself 10 minutes, okay, well, now you're going to have it because you really want it. That's fine. Um, but the other thing is, sometimes people would rather it be a behavioral, like, or just like a, a pattern or a habit than something else. Like, it's much nicer to say, oh, it's just, I'm just like eating that chocolate because it's a habit than it is to say, or I say nicer, more comfortable than it is to say, I'm actually like, I'm eating it because it's the one moment of my day that I get some joy because I give my entire day to everyone else and I'm so stressed at work and I love that chocolate and it's actually the only time in my day that I get that joy. And then that strategy would be very different because it's like, okay, well then we, then we take back some time in your day. We look at your boundaries. We look at like getting some joy in your life in other places that would be an alternative strategy for something like that but but it's a lot more comfortable just to say oh it's just a habit but if it is just a habit then things like you know having guideline times trying it I don't mean not keeping food in the house the entire time I just mean for a week to break the habit um, or replacing that with something else for a week to break the habit um, would be the route that I would go down I think. Are there just from the way it's worded like are you calling it processed food are they calling it processed food? Why is there like the labeling of the food in that context? What actually is the food? Because that's very vast. Um, and then if they're also thinking, oh, I'm, you know, just there's just an element of like, could they be like avoiding all processed foods and then, you know, overeating on them because they've labeled them as bad and then they want them and that kind of mindset. Three. Please question. I have John. Just John should be a ward. I've done it. Yeah. I've done it. I've done it. This is a great word. Okay. Give it 20 years. I have just done lecture one and loved it. And one of the things that you can you say can influence resting metabolic rate um is hormonal status. Can you expand a bit on what you mean by that, please? I think I would be referring to um throughout your menstrual cycle, which is in lecture. The lecture on women's on the menstrual cycle, and um, so that's in the last bundle, um, where basal metabolic rate can increase in your luteal phase by about um fifteen percent, which is like one hundred and fifty to two hundred and fifty calories, um, in like those five ish days before you before you menstruate, um, that will be what I was referring to. Okay, I thought it might be thyroid. Well, that too, yeah. You've got hypothyroidism. That's, that's not going to be like that. Would be more if you have hypothyroidism or hyperthyroidism. Yeah. So much fluctuations over the month. Yeah. Okay. Also, very glad you loved it. Thanks. Um and welcome. Um. Okay, Becky's question. Hi, ladies. So happy to be here. Capital letters required. And sorry, it's a biggie. Um, we're very happy to have you, Becky. Also, lovely spelling, Becky with an IE. Yeah, Becky's real great. I love her spelling. Okay, are you ready? So this is um okay, so context kind of similar to what you were saying before. Um we won't answer this from specific client, so we'll never take on board like clients' weights, specific calorie targets and things like that, because we just can't like we just can't coach your clients indirectly for many reasons, but we'll give you general advice in terms of what we would do with somebody going through a similar experience okay 
I just love some reassurance and guidance, really. I have a client who has PCOS and it's really affecting her mental health. She's had a three to four month period, been off for two weeks and now is on again. She went to her GP and they were useless, pointed out she was overweight. She's lost a stone since working with me and left generally very upset. She's 92 kilograms, calories range from X to Y. Like My advice and recommendation was that she consumes 16 to 1800 for her and for her to make sure she's eating to satiety and a variety of fruits and veggies which she is she says she feels satiated and happy on that amount so we left it there and to be fair she's been nothing but consistent she's eating a balanced diet high in protein and with a variety of fruit and veg strength training regularly moving her body i'm just unsure if there's anything else i should or i could be doing and really appreciate some advice on this um, it's a field I'm really excited to learn more on, but I'm getting to the point whether I should consider referring her to someone who's more specialised in this field. I've sent her countless information on podcasts. Okay. I don't, need to, I don't think you need to refer out at all. No, you just need to get the women's health lecture and you'll be, you'll be like so informed. Um, also annoyingly the last bundle, I think. <laughs> Sorry. Um the last slide um yeah i would be interested to know like if she's actually seen fat loss like if she is eating between 1600 and 1800 and she's lost doing all of these things pardon you said she's lost a stone oh yeah and if she's continuing to lose then that's fine yeah. the only the only thing i would say potentially is well a couple of things really um what does she say her training is she's weight training strength she's strength training and probably like we're being kind of like you're doing obviously a great job so I'm just going to be like going into like a bit of more of the detailed stuff um because PCOS is linked with high rates of depression high rates of um low body image disordered eating binge eating things like that so like it's not uncommon to see these two things like associated um in terms of her menstrual cycle regularity inositol like myelinositol is going to hopefully be helpful there's some good evidence around it in terms of more to do with reproductive outcomes um but that's that like with our clients we use that a lot and we see a lot of improvements from all of the lifestyle change in regards to like regular cycles um and the evidence is kind of there for other parts so i would recommend taking inositol potentially that would be two grams in the morning two grams at night um potentially i would look at also things like berberine and acetyl l-carnitine are both quite good for pcos but um not like they're not related to mental health and i don't acetyl l-carnitine might have some links to menstrual cycle regularity berberine doesn't it's more to do with insulin resistance possibly look at those um what would you say i mean i think you're doing all the right things i was going to say inositol um maybe hit training if you're not doing any to increase um insulin sensitivity but you're probably going to get the vast majority of the benefits of that from resistance training anyway and the fat loss that you're doing maybe a slightly lower carb diet not anything extreme but just really emphasizing like um fruit and veg as carbs and maybe reducing like pasta starches and stuff like that's probably going to make it just easier to stick to calories as well and keep uh satiety up 
apart from that, I I think you're doing all the right things. It is interesting. I got a question this week about um, whether people with PCOS should avoid HIIT training because it'll increase cortisol and then, like, you know, you've already got high cortisol, blah, 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 and it'll stop you losing fat or whatever. And it, it's just, like, such a misunderstanding of of science and actually probably HIIT training is it is actually the mode of exercise we have the most benefit uh, the most evidence for increasing insulin sensitivity is hip training especially when you look at like the time commitment on it as well mm. so i wouldn't be avoiding hip training will it increase cortisol yes acutely so will any kind of exercise so that's not a bad thing um mm. yeah that's probably what i'd be looking at yeah and then i would look at like stress management like there's some like links with stress hyperandrogenism that comes with pcos um insulin sensitivity etc and insulin sensitivity is linked to regularity of menstrual cycle so might help and support that can help support menstrual cycle um there's some cool evidence around yoga and body image in pcos yoga and hyperandrogenism in pcos and insulin sensitivity in pcos and also just in general yoga and stress management so i would look at that um, and then just other stress management strategies what were you going to say there i mean it kind of links to that i was going to say you could suggest something which is evidence-based but i think the reason it's evidence-based is probably because people aren't active but things like sauna steam room like that that kind of stuff has been shown to increase insulin sensitivity in type 2 diabetics but largely because like any kind of stress on the body will do that if you're used to just not having any stress on your body whereas would they would have got like better results from just going for a walk I would imagine so but it's still so you can say you know it might act as a bit of a placebo and this was my point is that it's probably going to be relaxing if they believe that it's going to improve their outcomes, then it's probably going to have a bit of a placebo effect and it's probably going to stop them, you know, like running around a million miles an hour, which everybody does. But if you're like, right, you need to be in the sauna for 20 minutes, three times a week, you can't do anything else. You know, like you have to chill out, you have to relax. So it's like kind of forced relaxation. I think that probably have more from a stress management point of view, but there is also evidence that it increases insulin sensitivity. Mm. I like that. Okay, next question. Hi, angels. Any advice for someone who is working on their body image and finds themselves regularly comparing to a previously slimmer version of themselves, but acknowledges back then they still weren't happy despite seeing the, that body as more superior? I, I think, I think helping them understand that that's a choice. Like, as in, they're choosing to do that. To They're going into their phone and finding old pictures of themselves. Or they're going onto their Instagram or their Facebook and they're scrolling to look at old pictures of themselves. That's like when you break up with someone going onto their Instagram and, and finding their new girlfriend. Like, at some point you have to say, do you know what, that's a choice that I'm making. And I, and I don't mean, you know, like, having a go at them but just saying it's interesting that you still have this habit when you know that it's not serving you anymore I wonder if you would be open to actually not looking at old I don't mean avoiding completely old old photos of you someone brings one up but like would you be open to actually actively not going through old pictures and looking at old weights and all of these old things of yourself um 
that would probably be how I would approach it because it sounds like she's done some great work in terms of like she knows that she wasn't happy back then she knows that her body like she thinks her body was better then but she knows it's not linked to her happiness like it's fine to be like I think my body looked better then fine but I know you Rebecca I know you'll have done loads of work on like body functionality and appreciate and like the life that she's lived from there to now and she wouldn't be in the body she is now she hadn't had all the incredible experiences she's had I know that you will have done a lot of this work already so I would probably go more down the habit route of like make the comparison of like would you do that some people would but I'm very much an avoidant in which case that person no longer exists who <laughs> yeah no I was <laughs> it is you, you know it's going to cause you pain right so why why bother looking yeah I don't know if I've got much there was something I was thinking about I, I guess the other thing to remember as well is that sometimes I think people think they're doing something wrong because they have a thought about something you know like when you've worked on your relationship with the scales and then you weigh yourself and you are like oh shit that is triggering feelings of like I'm a bit heavier than what I thought like I kind of want to cut my calories back even though I was actually happier before I stepped on the scales or I was like very happy with my body composition before I saw that number you can think it see it and be like that's not rational and move on and and this person's kind of done that like they've thought it they've been like I wasn't any happier then okay that's a thought now like now move on like it doesn't mean when you're kind of like when you've improved your body image it doesn't mean that you're never going to have days where you're like fuck I used to look better Mm. I think I wonder too sorry I wonder too if like just what you said there of like well why are you doing it and I wonder if there's an element of like if you said to her like what is your reason because she's not finding herself regularly comparing she's choosing right um and saying like what is what what is your driving force I guarantee it's because she thinks that it's encouraging her to change in some way I guarantee she thinks it's motivational and so then it's about having that conversation of like lots of people think that like they can like hate themselves into change and it's all the stuff that we always say or like we think that looking at old picture of herself is motivating but we know that that's not true mm. okay next question i have a new client who has told me after starting that she can't eat past 3 or 4 p.m due to fear of choking i haven't spoken with her in too much detail about it yet so i don't know the reason I'm having her eat food like yogurt, soup, etc. after this time, but wondering if I should try to quote-unquote solve this issue as I'm not a psychologist. I was thinking of getting her to gradually introduce softer foods if she was open to it, or whether I should not get involved as it's outside of my scope of practice. I mean, I think without us knowing why she's scared of choking, and without you knowing, there's literally, no, like, I mean, that I would just need to know that. Because there might be a legitimate reason. Like I've got like some kind of like whenever I lie down at night, like I really struggle to breathe or I cho- or I have choked or whatever. There might be like a legitimate reason why actually she shouldn't be eating later at night. Or it might be completely psychological, in which case maybe introducing these foods would, would be helpful. But I think until you know that, there's really nothing that you can do. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree. I would probably query, I would query it as to like how long that that's been a thing and where does she think it's come from or they think it's come from. Yeah, it's her. Um, but yeah, it's I would say probably is outside of your scope if she's got a, if she, I would say it is actually if she's got if she's got a genuine phobia or fear around this. Um, 
I would refer to a dietitian, to be honest, um, because it could potentially, and I don't know, but it could potentially fall into like, like, um, the like what's what's like ARFID or like a a range of eating disorders that are like not classified within the main ones. Um, it would be something that I would I would, like I would refer to Rosalyn, for example. I wouldn't do the but but it does depend, I think, on how long that's been a thing and yeah, if she's resistant to if she's open to changing it. Although it does interest me that it's like only after three or four PM. Yeah. Which makes me think there's there's like less like there might be a more practical reason behind the fear of like maybe you fell asleep once and choked. Yeah. Which, Which scary. Yeah, it would be terrifying. Here, guess what happened once when we were kids? My dad, we were on a on a train and my entire family, so for reference, I have a big brother, little brother, little sister, mom and dad, um at the time. And um we were on a train and my dad got a boiled egg and put it in his mouth whole and then started pretending to choke and he put his hand around his neck and he pretended to choke and then like the egg full egg came out of his mouth and my big brother <laughs> was so sure that he was choking that he started crying and was shouting on people to help on the train because he thought my dad was <laughs> choking to death how horrible is that and I'm not surprised. You know what, that's not even the first time I've heard that story. And I fucking love it. <laughs> I did think when I was saying it, I was like, I feel like I may have said this. Oh. So maybe that's why she's got a fear of choking because her dad played that trick on her when she was a kid. Yeah, it would be legitimate. Like, there's no. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, Natalie's question. Can we listen to the lectures and bundles quicker than just week by week? I have some free time coming up, so I would like to get them fitted in as much as I can before work pickups. Is this okay? No. You can listen like yeah, you can listen to the bundle as quickly as you want. We recommend doing it week by week because we know in terms of like how people learn, that's the ideal amount of information to get week to week. And it gives you time to ask us questions, it gives you time to go and do further research on the topics because you could go into all of the topics into so much more detail if you wanted. Um, so you're going to get the most out of it if you do it roughly week by week, knowing obviously everyone's got different plans, but you won't be able to get, like, you won't be able to do the next bundle until the next four weeks, then the next bundle will come out. And we've done that on part of your learning. Such a good point. Like, I think, realistically, you know, you're all, most of you are busy personal trainers. So if you know you've got, like, a quiet week, could you do more one week? Yeah, fine. You can't go ahead of, like, the bundles. But even just saying that, like, when I listen to, I don't know, say I go to, like, one guest lecture or something, it stays in my head all day, and I'll think about it the next day, and I'll write notes on it, and I'll maybe, like, talk to about it or do a post on it or a podcast on it or something. If I listen to three in a row, that doesn't happen, like, at all. And I think we've spoken about this with conferences before of, like, oh, should we get more speakers in? It's like, any one of those standalone would have blown people's mind and they would have been thinking about it all day. But when you cram it all in back to back, you can't, right? And it's kind of similar to like, what's going to be better for you in terms of building muscle, doing three workouts back to back on Monday or doing one Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, right? Like, and, and your brain is kind of similar. Like you need time to digest it, to think about it, to read a little bit more. Yeah. Mm, agree okay that was the last question 
Um, Julie's just asked, is there a recommended reading list for each lecture, please? There isn't for each lecture, but the references will be at the end. So you can look up any, or also like if you're just interested in a topic, you're like, oh, wonder what leptin actually is. Okay, like go and put it into PubMed and start reading about it. And like maybe start with a review and then you can kind of get like the background on it and then delve a little bit deeper. But that's what we mean by like further reading. If you're like, oh, that part's really interesting to me. There's always going to be other places that you can read more about them. Yeah, the references are either interspersed throughout, like on the slides that we've referenced them or and or the list is entirely at the back. So you can just literally copy the reference, put it into Google, it will come up and then you can have a little look at that. Mm-hmm. And you won't see a lot of textbooks referenced just because textbooks in general are not a great source of information. Like on a fundamental, like this is what an essential fatty acid looks like at a molecular level. Great, that's not going to change. Um, but we don't like, other than the couple of books that we recommended, we don't really recommend a lot of the other books. I mean, there are great books, but not in line with what we're teaching yeah oh it's just annoying because all books have to have an agenda like they have to have like otherwise they don't get published so the yeah the, and there are good books but they're, they're like few and far between and even when they are good it's like there's still an angle to them right so it's not as comprehensive um harriet's just asking will these lives be every week yes every week uh on Wednesday at 5 p.m., unless we have to change it. Next week will be changed because actually it doesn't even need to be changed. <laughs> but it will probably be changed. <laughs> we ne- we'll, do ne- we'll do next week's on Tuesday. Yeah, we're doing next week's on Tuesday because we're together. Um, yeah. Definitely that- not because we have hot date plans. <laughs> we're not because we both have like hot Valentine's Day dates. No, definitely not. Um, but yeah, we'll do it on Tuesday because they're great when we're together. Yeah. Um, yeah so if you have any questions make sure they're on the pinned post Um, ideally get them in as quickly as possible because we do go and research them if you put them in like one minute before we go live we obviously won't have looked at them so you won't get as good an answer correct okay thanks oh harriet's just saying woohoo appreciate the efforts thanks this is exactly the kind of content i enjoy and was looking for oh very happy to have you here and actually everyone who's joined So happy to have you here. So nice to see you all like tagging us and sharing things on Instagram. And like, we all, this is very much a family. Like you're in EIQ. I don't like saying student because it makes you sound like whatever. You're in EIQ now. You're part of the EIQ family. We all love you. We all want to support each other. So yeah, get get to know each other, tags and stuff so we can get to know you. And, and yeah. also... I guarantee some people are watching this like I just like to sit in the background of groups and not really chat totally get it because I like to sit in the background of groups and not really chat but honestly some of the best friendships that I'm aware of in this industry have come from like EIQ and like just making friends on here so if you're like oh my god I feel really uncomfortable about doing this just just put a, post, put a comment on that post the other day that I put out or just introduce yourself on EIQ group because you never know who you're going to meet and like the connections that you're going to make from it, even if it feels really uncomfortable for you. And like we get all of our coaches from EIQ, but also there's other great coaches in here that might want to collaborate with you, create cool stuff, go on a podcast, start a podcast, like use the group because you've got a load of like-minded people here that all want the best for each other. Mm. Agree. Okay. Bye everyone.